0: This show is brought to you by Itla. Itla is the most delicious salted egg food in town. They have salted egg dory, salted egg chicken, salted egg covered potato chips. You name it. They also have coffee, and they're in your nearest malls. So if you're hungry, if you're craving for for salted egg food covered in these modern boxes. You want them to get delivered to your to your home or to your office, definitely order them today. Itla. My guest today is Junior Tirtaji. He is the founder of Roh Projects, an art gallery that focuses on contemporary art that works primarily with Indonesian artists and exhibits in Indonesia and around the world. Junior is also my best friend. I hope you enjoy the podcast. What's up, bro? Good. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with some, some brain teasers to okay. get us going and sure. to get the viewers and listeners to uh, get to know you better. Um, yeah, let's start off. Um, if you can choose one skill, would you rather be able to talk to animals or would you prefer to be able to speak all human languages
1: good question dude the thing is like i'm super bad at languages people people the people languages i think
0: yeah and there's so many weird languages languages out there right i think
1: practically speaking like i'd love to be able to communicate with other people (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome
1: you're <laughs> 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 Oh, it's podcast uh, Full
0: English full <laughs> Oh, English only. F- okay English. Uh-huh. Full English <laughs> yeah. Noted um, hmm. Alright What's a funny thing That you did as a kid That your mom or your family Keeps on
1: bringing Until this day Like joke around The It's not one thing It's just the amount of things That I forget So, yes, that's it.
0: <laughs> the amount of things that you forget. Yeah, I'm super, forget.
1: do. I'm super forgetful. <sighs> All right.
0: Would you rather work more hours per day but have fewer days to work or work fewer hours per day but work fewer days? Sorry, but work more days.
1: Uh. Good question. Ambivalent. I'm ambivalent <laughs> on that question. Okay. Just get the task then. <laughs> Just get the task. And I like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, if you can have, if you can wear one shirt with one word, and you, c- you gotta wear the whole, throughout the whole year, what word would it be?
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I've never thought about that question before. <laughs> Nike.
0: <Yeah>. Nike. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Just do it.
1: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> one word is Nike.
0: Yeah. Well Nike was god of something right now. Nike's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, last one. If you can get rid of one thing in the world, what would it be?
1: tough questions early on if I could get rid of one thing in the world cancer
0: nice question and nice answer love it mm. alright bro mm. you are a doer of keto diet the ketogenic diet right um, yes. Can you describe what, what a keto diet is? Because there's a lot of people are saying about it, talking about it. The keto diet, what is it? Okay, so the, the big problem
1: is that I am no longer a doer of the keto diet. <laughs> but uh, what it is, is it's an attempt to uh, rearrange the ratio of uh, nutrition. Uh, that you get into one that is uh, supposed to help you draw energy from uh, the biggest reserve of energy which is fat versus taking it from other sources Hmm. uh, that you have in your body
0: Hmm. and if we can rewind back you you were uh, you fell ill a few weeks ago um, right um but before that you were doing this keto, keto diet and, and, and you did reach that ketosis state, right right, and which is awesome because it's really difficult to to reach that keto keto state you got you got to eat a certain amount of food and you, you have to avoid a certain food. What are those food that you had to avoid, and what are the certain food that you had to do to reach that state?
1: Well again, it's actually a matter of ratios um what you're trying to get is basically less than 20 grams of uh, carbs every day. So your primary source of uh, energy again is from healthy fats, um, moderate intake of protein. And so it's not really a matter of what you can or cannot eat per se, but it's a matter of how To keep that ratio, and
0: what is a normal intake? How many grams of uh, carbs do people usually usually
1: eat in a day? Anything from one hundred fifty to three hundred.
0: Wow! So 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 you have to bring it down to twenty grams per day.
1: That's right.
0: Wow! So that's almost what um ten percent to twenty percent of the carbs that we eat
1: something like that so you sort of need to engineer it wow. in such a way as to be able to
0: and those get there. that engineering is that difficult to do it, to,
1: to do here um cause so f- for me what was helpful is to get on different caterings so you'd have someone to already think about all the uh macronutrients nutri- that you sort of need to uh, take in um and that sort of makes it very easy
0: mm. Are there uh, any supplements that one should take, if they're if they're considering keto?
1: First of all, like if you want to do keto, like uh, you should really think about the the food that you take, and ideally, the vitamins that you're looking for can be found in those places already. But um, it's good to take a, it's good to really look at the nutrition you're taking. And, mm. and and think about adding multivitamin or, or things of that nature mm. if necessary. Mm.
0: Mm. And people say that once they reach that ketogenesis, ketogenesis, I don't know if I'm saying it right. If they if you reach that state, you get a certain uh, feeling of like energy. That's true. Can it's you describe very, what's it like? Like what?
1: what? It, feels Depen- it, it feels very constant. It feels very constant. It feels as if as if there's no crash in the middle of the day that you normally would if you were uh, on different kinds of uh, diets like and partly I think that's caused by the fact that the sugar levels are very low
0: mm. Mm. so it's more constant Recessing. level of energy and and what does sugar
1: have uh, to do with it so you cannot eat sugar at at all or sugar and carbohydrates like they're they go hand in hand mm. so you have to reduce the sugar component almost mm. out of your diet too mm. um, but yeah mm. it's it's because of uh, sugars and the way that it interacts with your <laughs> insulin levels in your blood if I'm not mistaken
0: do mm. mm. you know anyone else doing it? are you, are you yep yeah.
1: not too many not the way that I am <laughs> actually in fact maybe I don't <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're the only one that I know who 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 are doing it constantly, or yeah. you know, so
1: did right some, on. <laughs> I Did some research on it, and it just worked out for me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I felt like um, you're very energetic, very focused. I'm like, wow, this keto works. You know what I mean? Because right. keto, all, all I hear is from UFC,
1: <laughs> from right. from
0: MMA from people, yeah, you know, yeah. in the West, you know, like, talking, preaching about it. But like, damn, I see it, That's what it yeah. works.
1: And a lot of people have like the wrong conception about it and, and, and try to do it incompletely. And if you do it incompletely and don't go all out, then what you're adding is fat on fat and, and a lot of other junk. And if you add carbs to it, then you're essentially adding so many different types of calories in your your diet and and people become confused that they don't achieve their results because it's an all-or-nothing proposition I see. with this particular one you're either in ketosis or you're not uh-huh. and if you're not and you're and you're st- and you're already adding all of these things in it means that you're you're not cutting the other components of uh, the ratio out and yeah not good for you
0: how long does one take uh, to get into ketosis
1: if they're doing it right? As fast as two days. Hmm? As fast as two days. But if they don't, then they'll never get it right. They will never get into ketosis. Right?
0: And do you measure ketosis in some way? Is there How do you measure it?
1: There are a couple ways to do it. One is like uh, the most hardcore way is like there's a sampler. Takes your blood from your finger? Takes your blood from Takes blood from your finger. Okay. To see whether you are in or not. So that's the most extreme version. Um, the less extreme version is to take a urine sample. Urine sample? Yeah. Okay. There's a sampler for that. And a sampler for that. Is
0: it convenient to check every day to to do it? It's Yeah. Yeah? It's yeah. It's cool. Okay. It's cool. Oh, okay. Cool. Awesome. Well, this keto diet supposedly like enhances your focus, makes you become more productive, and so forth. And um, you obviously have like a crazy work schedule with with the work that you do. Tell us a bit about what you do on a daily basis. What is the macro? What what do you, what what is Jun busy with?
1: Um, what is Jun busy with? Jun is busy with uh, running this uh, thing called Rough Projects projects is a gallery that represents Indonesian artists and what it attempts to do is to try to provide a sustainable platform for them to build careers um, out of their art making practice and it's and it's something that now is uh, going beyond uh, local sphere and now into uh, more of an international dialogue and context as well so uh, Initially, we were working with Indonesian artists, but we also felt that it's important to, to build conversations between our artists with uh, those abroad as well.
0: Let's speak about the etymology side of things. How did you come up with the name Raw Project? What does it
1: mean? It just means spirit. Um, I think it's an essential component of, of what art is, um, especially with regards to contemporary art. Um, people can come up with all these theories about the fact that it's an intellectual device only that it's a conceptual thing only of the mind but I think that um, it would be very incomplete to look at art um, without looking at the other dimensions to it and I think the spirit is really important wow wow How did you get into art? That's a very good question. I don't know. Um, I want to say that it comes um, just more organically or naturally, but um, in hindsight, I think that my mother played a big role in always sort of um, exposing me, I suppose, to Things that are more aesthetic and things that are more cultural in nature. And it's those kinds of early seeds that have sort of led me here, I think. Yeah. Yeah, your families
0: are big collectors of art and you were exposed to high art when you were a kid, since you were a kid and you know you majored in philosophy. Did you always want to do art? Did you did you know from an early beginning that no, you wanted to do this?
1: Definitely not. Um it was like finishing up my education. I think somewhere along those lines that um this sort of just came on my lap. And um again it feels very organic. Um and so just decided to continue doing. It. Yeah.
0: What do you like about the
1: abstractness of,
0: of art, of philosophy art? What would would attract what attracts you to it?
1: Um, I think it's it's just a really uh, interesting tool and device that or medium that helps people to expand uh, their mind expand the way they 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 think uh, be able to empathize more for other people's perspectives in a way that's not direct but in a way that slowly um, helps them
0: yeah and in the art that you represent, and you work with obviously artists who are who are amazing at what they do. can you tell us a bit more about about them what what they do what yeah what they do
1: so so all the artists are, and they're very uh different in terms of the way that they think. Um, we represent an artist for instance who uh, works with nature as a source of inspiration and has taken this so far into developing his own language and sort of universe of of thinking um, another artist um, he develops like these installations that relate with sound and light and um, sort of like analog machine processes which are uh, super cool too
0: who are these artists that you mentioned? The one in the one who made his own language, and one in machine process rules. So,
1: so the first of which is Shaif, this artist called Shaifu Garibaldi, mm. and the second, his name is Bagus Pandega. Mm. Are they,
0: where are, are, are they artists? from? Are they, are they Indonesian? Where,
1: where, they're in Indonesian. Hmm? They're in Indonesian, and they're based in Bandung now. Mm. Mm. Um, we find that a lot of uh, great artists <laughs> who have a lot of potential uh, in Indonesia. Um, they were educated in Bandung mm, mm. at ITB, mm. or the Bandung Institute of Technology. Mm.
0: In one of your interviews, you said that collab- collaboration is, is very important you know, among the artists and among the galleries, among everyone, the ecosystem. How has collaboration um, been for you in, in your experience?
1: It's interesting you mentioned that because recently there was a gallerist that uh, brought up this topic that one of the core identities of our gallery and what we do is collaborate collaborating actually and it's so funny that uh, normally galleries have um, identities that are shaped for instance by a certain aesthetic that they're trying to push a certain a certain uh, conceptual vision for instance but That this person brought up the fact that one of our core things is collaboration, which shouldn't be part of the identity, I suppose, of a gallery. But I sort of think of that um, as a compliment rather than a criticism because um, I do think that collaborating is so important, that it means so much uh, for us to think beyond ourselves and... Uh, to think about how we can reach r- across the aisle and, and, and to find similarities rather than differences to work together um, because I think that reflects um, the point of what we're trying to do in the first place with this uh, which is um, to be inclusive to look at things from other people's perspectives and to create dialogue and conversation and share ideas i'm working uh, we're working in an industry that is very closed up actually and um, contains elements of protectionism um but i i sincerely feel that for us to develop this thing called contemporary art further we need to work together
0: has the vibe been always collaborative so, um, or has it been like a recent trend in in art in contemporary art
1: I think that it is becoming more of a trend um, however um, we just f- flowed naturally and organically mm. and, and felt from the beginning that this would be an important mm. cornerstone of our mm. activities
0: yeah Um, in this talking about collaboration you worked with international galleries like Edward Malin like in in Hong Kong how do you work across cultures how do you
1: are are you able to work with people it's it's, it's, it starts first and foremost uh, through uh, our friendship so it's super organic too like it's just we have a good chemistry between each other and from that uh, chemistry Uh, we then uh, try to work together and find ways we can help each other
0: and how's the ecosystem in Asia doing um lately you've been well not lately you've always worked in and exhibited in the biggest shows in in Asia how how has the region been been like for you well it's slowly progressing
1: it's slowly progressing what is super interesting is the fact that we still have such a long way to go if anything and because we have such a long way to go in terms of infrastructure in terms of in terms of uh, in terms of many things it's because of that that uh, there are so many exciting opportunities uh, because we get to we get to, to be a part of building that
0: Let's talk about the the trading side of things like the business side of things sure um are you involved in that are you involved in 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 trading art you know like from that point of view so um
1: we are what our projects is is we're a primary market uh, gallery what it means to be a primary market gallery is that our core activity is to work directly with artists to present uh, the sort of newest body of work that they're uh, currently developing. This is different to say a secondary market gallery that uh, what they do is to uh, look for great pieces that are already out there in, in the market and then try to uh, buy and sell those works. So because we fall in the category of the primary market, um, we don't really uh, do trades of works uh, beyond um, those works that the artists make for the shows in our gallery.
0: I see, I see. Mm.
1: Thanks for mm. telling us
0: about that. No. Um, the, you said about the artists, do the artists when do they produce the art is it um when there's a certain um inspiration idea to do so or it was, or when there is a, a show going on how, how?
1: I think it's it's quite complex I think um some artists produce works for shows other artists produce works for the sake of making works um everyone has their own rhythm so um it's cool to see that actually mm. good question
0: um you're going to go to shanghai you know with um with an artist who is very well known and yeah, masriadi we did that last year actually How about the, the one in november correct me if i'm wrong who are you going to go so, with
1: in december actually in december we'll bring masriadi again to uh miami um, in November we're showing a few artists in Shanghai but it's sort of like a collection or, or a selection of of uh, many artists
0: okay so speaking about your next one the one in Shanghai with, with multiple artists um, sure. what can the crowd expect from from, from that um, what is your thought process on that
1: so show? Um, we wanted to just do some we wanted to do a presentation on on how contemporary artists um, from our perspective uh, look at this thing called landscape it's something with so much embedded histories and uh, especially in in China with with uh, ink painting and and scroll painting and things of that nature so we wanted to do a presentation sort of about how, arti- how our artists look at landscape
0: landscapes mm-hmm is that a theme um coming from the exhibition or is it it's
1: something that we sort of wanted to mm, okay. uh, showcase mm. in this particular landscape
0: the theme is going to be landscape yes, I see. and is the exhibition uh, open to anyone or is it, is it um, it's open for public it's open for public
1: it is it's called Westbound Art Fair Oh,
0: well, that's sick.
1: Mm-hmm. at the same time we'll also be uh, participating in another fair in Shanghai at the same time called Art Zero Two One and there we'll be collaborating with a gallery from thailand to show a young thai artist Mm. as well
0: are exhibitions around the world for free generally or is it um ticketed um, speaking about the breadth and the scope of the accessibility of art
1: it really depends there's so many different types of um uh, places where you can access uh, shows the cool thing is with galleries they're for free. Anybody can come in at any time to see the shows in art galleries, such as our Projects. Um, but the nonprofits, like museums and whatnot, all around the world, they require uh, certain fees to get in. And those fees are normally because of the fact that the, gal- the museums are non for profit and they need some source of revenue to cover their basic costs.
0: Uh, speaking of galleries, um, Rob, there's something exciting going to hap- gonna happen with Raw Projects Gallery, right? Um, what's 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 one can expect from Raw Projects in terms of um,
1: Raw Projects actual gallery? So um, we're in the process of uh, building our new space right now, and we've been working on making this materialized for the past few years so um, perhaps that <laughs> we hope that um, we can share more information about that soon
0: that's awesome and um, since since a gallery is a physical presence of a of of the galleries and the, and the owners and the artists and the people there um, how has like infrastructure and interior design played for you are
1: you heavily involved in it do you um I'm very lucky to get a chance to collaborate with uh, an old friend of mine who's a brilliant architect and the extent to which I'm involved is we talk every day we talk every day <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, <laughs> so it's time to um, to do everything um, well you mean uh, hopefully yeah. hopefully we'll try our best too yeah 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 um what other galleries um, do you work with in um, in the region? In that you think um, are like you've worked together or shared ideas?
1: Well, really, like the the gallery that we really look up to in Southeast Asia is this gallery in the Philippines called Silverland. Huh. Um. So they're actually the first gallery that we started working together with. Um, and it's a really great relationship because. I see them as mentor figures as well. Um, But uh, we plan to start working with galleries all around the region, Um, in Hong Kong, in Japan. um, We have and plan to. uh, Thailand, Singapore, um, China as well, perhaps. So maybe that's sort of the general scope of
0: who we work with can you describe the art market in, in Southeast Asia and
1: what what they're like in terms of d- countries or in terms of artists in terms of exper- your experience when you talk about the market I guess it's important for us to have a conversation about collectors I suppose and what we're what we really have um, going for us is That they're very passionate and they're very supportive and big-hearted so um, because of that I think that we have a lot going for us despite for instance a lack of infrastructure or things of that nature what we have going for us is um, is that we have very passionate collectors.
0: so you also travel along uh, travel around the region you, you, how do you meet them yeah. do you meet them through r- referrals do you meet them exhibitions how do you broaden your network
1: I'm just very lucky that I get um, a chance to to meet them one way or the other it just feels very organic that I don't really know exactly where it begins or ends
0: yeah yeah I th- hmm. think relationships are a big big part of of um, of of our of art of 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 business for for, for work and Indeed. it's it's uh, again, as again you say collaboration is not just between the stakeholders but also between customers as well and and it's maintain it's important to maintain a, a long term relationship to it yeah, yeah. Um, you have an exciting you have an exciting project mm. called Roth projects projects mm. um, what is that can, can you tell us about that
1: we just felt that from our inception well, we always wanted to do things that are a little bit outside of the box and a bit risky in terms of the way we present artists in terms of um, the artists we choose to work with and and the types of projects that we do That's why I thought that projects would be interesting even as a name. But as the gallery is growing uh, a little bit uh, more mature, I think the propensity for us to take as uh, wild of risks as uh, we could before is getting a little bit less because um, of many factors that we sort of need to consider. It's just like a part of growing up, I suppose. because of that we wanted to sort of like build this little sister to the gallery or like a a little branch that focuses more on like this this heavier experimentation I suppose
0: why do you think this is uh, important to do
1: I don't know if it's important to do but I think it's fun to do so (laughs) it's because of that
0: yeah 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 I think fun fun's awesome uh, funs important yeah <laughs> um, you work with other pro you work with artists that also creates partnerships for example with um consumer brands um, right. like uh, that's such an amazing collaboration because it's basically intertwines two two things into one Um, Mm. uh, can you tell us about that like for example your collaborations like artists and other brands
1: we're working on that I think it's important that that if if we can find ways uh, for artists just to be presented in a wider scale uh, and different mediums that we're not necessarily accustomed to yet, and because of that, when those opportunities arise, we'd love to explore. Yeah, yeah,
0: like things. the 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 watch that 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 um, who, did? who did?
1: Yeah, so uh, we're in the process of producing a collaboration between one of our artists, Uji Handoko, uh, his name is Hahan, or his nickname is Hahan, with uh, this watch brand. That's more global, called timex mm.
0: yeah uh can can we expect any time soon to for it to, to be in the market to we'll, we'll let you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: as soon as we can
0: also awesome. <laughs> you practice qigong meditation, yes, yes, um
1: what is qigong meditation what is qigong meditation, oh my goodness um what you go in meditation is is um, a way for you to realize that uh, your body is not just your nervous system, your muscular system and skeletal system. It's not just that that there's another sort of way that energy goes through your body, and some people call this chi. Um,
0: how do how do one unlock their chi or become more aware of it to certain doing certain things
1: or saying certain things or going certain places I'm not an expert at this but um, I know who is an expert and his name is uh, Pabu Diman he teaches a class uh, that goes on uh, I think once a month he teaches an English version of the class and one week of the month he teaches an Indonesian version of the class and I would suggest that if anyone wanted to learn more about meditation that they check out this guy called Budiman hmm. uh, he's uh,
0: he's Indonesian he's um, he's an
1: Indonesian oh. uh, he was trained as a doctor actually um, but uh, he was on a long journey to looking for ways to learn about meditation in the east in china and he finally found a way to reach a sort of a higher uh, state through it and after that wanted to teach it to other people
0: wow that's
1: it's awesome shigo meditation yeah.
0: in terms of um indonesia as as a as a whole um do will art play uh, like a bigger role in, in the future um, in, in society in unlocking people's um, potential or, or or asking certain questions
1: I would certainly hope so I mean uh, it's becoming more and more clear that um, it's entering uh, much deeper into the general social fabric um but that it's entering the general social fabric in a way that it's still very much on the surface um but i'm quite bullish i mean that this is just the start that um it's not just for the gram it, these people initially maybe uh look at art from a sort of outer surface um through things like taking selfies with the works um, and, and, and art. But eventually, we'll sort of have an aesthetic relationship with the work that, with art, that mm-hmm. goes deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you see art as um, a medium for communication of one's critique of society um, in your experience? And can you tell us from who do... We should like
1: check out um, in terms of artists who are you know into this. I mean, it can be um, art can do so many different type, di- different types of things, and that's uh, one of them. Um, an interesting artist who works in this field is uh, this guy called Eko Nugroho, and he's an artist based in Yogyakarta. and. His works um, deal a lot with those kinds of things. Mm. Mm.
0: And how about um, um taking a step f- further in the region, uh, China? Mm. Are there because it's a unique uh, country with a unique you know political system? It sometimes produces very interesting artworks that comments on on what's happening there. Uh do you see any similarities here that because of the different social circles here and political systems here that people are are producing certain art that
1: are um relevant or um challenging? The interesting thing is that um I wish artists I wish artists um everywhere. Well, both in China both in Indonesia could respond to their surroundings more because that's what it really means to be contemporary art- artists it's it's to it's to speak about um, our time and be sort of the mouthpiece for the for those ideas for those emotions for those feelings so if if that means that they should communicate about more social, political issues then they should do that Um, but I don't know if there if we can say that there are similarities so much between China and Indonesia in terms of the art art output and the works that they produce I think that everywhere it's different and it really depends on on the respective places that they come from and cultures that they represent I think totally
0: um I want to talk about nature Mm. indonesia is such a beautiful place yeah with all this natural um beauty in it how does nature affect your artists and how your your works what what is the what's the role of nature in in the flow of ideas and philosophy
1: and i don't know if what the direct uh relationship is I think it's so much more complex than can be like the uh, that can be sort of simplified into like one source. But I'm sure that it is a source of inspiration that informs all of their work in different ways.
0: Sure. I get
1: reminded of uh Shaifu Garibadi's
0: work yeah. which is um exploring um his own uh views on, on, on nature and communication. And your other artist which resembles nature but yes. has its own definition of it, mm. which is so interesting. And um, thanks. What else do you do? You hope to get out of of the remaining of this year mm. and for for
1: your work. We have a couple more international exhibitions coming up, um, but yeah it's really I think we're preparing uh, and trying to organize all the things necessary for when we move to our new space first um, and foremost do we have any idea when do you you have a,
0: any scoop hopefully um, sometime next year 2020 2020 hopefully that's awesome that's awesome thank you it's good it, for those who don't know um, Indonesia or Jakarta where is it gonna gonna be it's going to be in the Mentang area, which is the central part of the city. Right. Actually. Nice. It's going to be awesome. Thank
1: you.
0: Hey, where can people find your work? And um, where can people access um, to get to know more about Raw Projects and and you? Where can people access?
1: Where can people? Uh, we have a website. It's called okay. rawprojects.net. Okay. Uh, Free to check it out. All right. How
0: about um, social media? Social Social, social media? Yeah, we have an Instagram. Mm, yeah, rough yeah. projects. Rough projects. All right, all right. Well, wanna give a shout out to your team, who's um, who's been awesome. Um, yeah, uh, it's great. Yeah, great. Our um, team is great. Yeah, yeah. We're very lucky. All right, bro. Um, it's been an awesome podcast. Um, uh, I think um you touched upon many things that I didn't know about art and i hope um it sheds uh, some light into it and um yeah um art's an amazing thing it's, it's an unknown thing sometimes it's a known thing it's a mystery it's it's an enigma it's it's beautiful
1: thank you i think so too
0: thanks for sharing um thanks for sharing and it's been it's been awesome thank you thanks bro thank
1: you thank you bro
0: that's it guys thank you for listening to this podcast if you like it Please subscribe, endorse, and share it to your loved ones. And I hope that we can continue the conversation together.